You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. And welcome into Minor Talk. Sal Montes here along with my man Zay Galindo. And uh, you heard it all here on 600 ESPN El Paso. UTEP against New Mexico State. Uh, that one over at the Pan Am Center and the Miners falling to New Mexico State 63-53. And uh, once again, you are listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. And a uh, number to get in, 915-505-6009. Looks like we already have a caller ringing in. We'll, uh, we'll have Zay screen it. And we'll, we'll get you on, guys. We want to hear your thoughts. No minor talk, um, or there was minor talk, rather, but no calls on the last show, um, day before New Year's Eve, light night. Um, really not much to uh, to report on, actually. But, um, yeah, kind of kind of thin at the moment right now. It's just Zay and myself last week, Alberto and myself. Uh, that means that the man, the myth, the legend, Adrian Broadus, getting some much uh, needed and well-deserved PTO. Um, yeah, shout out to Adrian. Congratulations as well to him and Alyssa on their one-year anniversary. Uh, I had a beautiful wedding last year, so uh, shout out to you guys. But yeah, no Adrian tonight, no Alberto tonight. Um, also want to speak on Alberto a bit. Uh, this guy is a workaholic, man. He's producing the Buzz Adams Morning Show. He did Sports Talk today, and um, I saw him. I-, I didn't know he did the morning show um, until I got here, but um, I asked him, hey, are you going to be here from minor talk and he kind of froze he's like yeah if, if you need me to be and then um we we jump back on sports talk and uh steve mentioned that he did the uh, the morning show i'm like bro no forget that go home don't even worry about minor talk <laughs> we want you to live but zay my man it's been forever dude i'm back i'm back it's, it feels so good to be back Nice, nice. Well, it's great to have you back, and uh, we can't wait to see uh, what you all got to say about the game. Of course, the number, once again, 915-505-6009, and uh, we have Kurt on line one. I'll try to bring him on over here, Zay. I know the board's a bit different for uh, for us, but if I could get this right, looks like we have it. Uh, Kurt, what's going on? You're on Minor Talk. How you doing, guys? Doing great. What are your uh, What are your thoughts, Kurt? After the Miners dropped this one by ten uh, against the Aggies, tell you, I tell you what, man. My thoughts are like this is another embarrassing loss. Um, this team has no no passion for nothing. They can't put the they can't they can't throw in the ocean. Um, they turn the ball over constantly. It's the same old crap. It's just uh, it, turnovers and they don't box out. Offensive rebounds. I mean, the, the, the Aggies just outnumbered them and. The Aggie team is just a new team. This coach is yeah. new, new to the team too. After all they all they went through, and look what's happening, guys. That they're they're beating Golding team after three years being here, and he hasn't improved his record here. So I think Coach Golding was hired on a on a whim after his BB Texas in the NCAA tournament, and that, I don't think we did a good enough job of uh, you know I don't know if we got the right guy in here or not because right now he's not proving his worth here mm. uh, as a as a basketball coach to. A, a pretty prestige program in Utah basketball. I think under under Coach Golding, um, and and good points by the way. But I, I think under Coach Golding, um, his defense first uh, bias, which which I understand and respect. I think a lot of UTEP fans respect the guy who's uh, defense first. Um, this year just hasn't um, had his defense play up to the level that uh, past defenses has, despite this team, in in my opinion, being a bit more athletic. But 
Um, something that's consistent this year um, with the Joe Golding team, uh, Kurt, uh, is the offense when it comes to just, uh, you know, moving the ball around or getting good looks. Um, it seems like this year they're having a harder time of that um, at times because there are times where they get good looks. They just can't can't make the shots. And, and Kurt, when, when you can't make your shots, um, and, and we've seen it before uh, time and time again, while you're in a drought uh, or while the, uh, while the other team's on this big run and you don't have any answer, no luck at the line, nothing, it, it's damaging, Kurt. It's, it's, it, very, it really is. You know what? There's no alpha dogs in this team. There's no guy mm-hmm. down low that can score. There's no point, true point guard. We got Powell who drives in all the time. They watch tape on this guy. They know what he's going to do. It's just there's just nobody that can to shoot the basketball except Hardy once in a while. And this this whole season is going to be like this going to conference play. It's going to be a bad season, guys. It's just not going to do well. They're not going to do well. And that's my opinion. It's just and it's not it's just not a good good fit for this you know this whole thing that that's going on here. I, I don't know what to say, but you know something about it. But it's it's embarrassing to watch this UTEP team, and they can't put the ball in the basket. Mm. Kurt, I hear you. Thank you so much for uh, for calling in, man. We do appreciate it. Of course, the line is always open for you. And, uh, yeah, let, let everybody know if they want to get their thoughts in. Give us a ring. But we appreciate you for calling in, Kurt. Um, uh, Zay, he brought up some uh, some good points when it comes to just the lack of production on offense and uh, inability to take care of the ball. Was there anything different on offense uh, that you saw tonight, um, positively, I should say, uh, that they haven't done before? I mean, not really. Not really, honestly, right? They started off pretty hot, honestly, from from the three-point line, and it just fizzled out. You know, five minutes in, and it just fizzled out. And, you know, you you can kind of tell, right? Unless UTEP was able to get on some crazy run where they would – put together, you know, stops on defense and makes on, on offense, that they weren't going to win this game. And it was going to be a tough loss. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And and Coach uh, Golding, um, his perspective on it, and we'll get to a J.J. Minor fan um, in a bit, but um, his perspective was that it's, um, um, they were a couple of plays away from, you know, from being in this game or from, I guess getting the lead or you know tying it up, whatever the case is, they could have done better at a certain point. Um, and he mentioned when it was that um, one of them rather was that dunk by Kalu, and then it got negated by the uh, by the Tech and make the free throws, and then they get a bucket after. But um, in my opinion, I, I think it was lost when they went on that drought. It was like a seven minute or so drought. What was it, eleven or twelve oh run for New Mexico State? Yeah. And they're getting buckets. I don't want to say left and right. I think UTEP on defense um, played with urgency at times, but um, they were able to get crucial buckets, but basically all levels inside three point line and um, and free throws. Yeah, and it just feels you know like at times they just can't put it together, right? When you get a bucket offensively. And they just can't get a stop on the other end, right? And you can't put together that big-time run that they needed to do today. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, yeah, let's let's keep the lines rolling. Looks like we have another one ringing in. Uh, but I mentioned it earlier. Um, line two is – is J.J. on line three? Okay, got it. All right, perfect. There we go. Uh, yeah, we got J.J. Minor fan calling into the show. If I can get this button in. Jeez, man, hold on. I'm, I'm pressing it, I promise you. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying, Zay. Looks like we finally got it, J.J. Minor fan. I appreciate you. I'm, I'm trying to push these these buttons here, and I think I got a arthritis <laughs> in my hands now. But, uh, J.J., what's going on? Hey, what's up, fellas? Happy New Year, first off. 
Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you for uh, for calling in. And, uh, yeah, what what are your thoughts here um, after the Miners dropped this one by 10 on the road to the Aggies? Well, I'm not going to lie. I, like I said last time, um, this is very disappointing. I mean, I drank the bowling Kool-Aid, uh, and it's just not happening. Like, you know, Elf said, you know, nothing's coming together. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, I appreciate the defense. You know, I'm a Haskins fan from back in the days. I appreciate the defense. They 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 go all out on defense, but the offense is not coming together. It's recruiting. It's it's a lot of things that's happening that's not coming together. And like I said previously, like Goldie was maybe out of his league. We we got lucky. Um, oh, he got lucky after one win. But it's just a very disappointing. Like, honestly, I think we reached rock bottom. New Mexico State was in, in horrible shape after the whole incident, and yet they were able to beat us. And then last after last game, I don't know if we could beat Chicago State. Didn't they win against Northwestern State? You know what? Let me take a look. Um, I was doing scores early, and I, I think I skipped Chicago State. But uh, I, I agree with you on that point. I don't think this game is going to be as easy as, as people think it is, especially when they haven't looked good um, for a large majority of the uh, of the Division One part of the schedule. So let's bring this up for, uh, for Chicago State. They last played... Um, Cal Baptist last week on the 27th, um, 74-62, they lost. Looks like they're on a losing streak, at least a four-game losing streak. If I expand the schedule, it'll show more games. But, um, but I mean, you know, they're, they're not doing so well themselves. However, um, they I think what's going on with them is, is more than, than just talent. I think it's a mental thing because they have the athleticism, but just the, the lack of consistency is kind of kind of hampering the potential or the posit the positive parts of the game that these guys can bring. Amen to that. And I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Honestly, everybody knows it's no secret. It's 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 all about recruiting. And so far if Goldie can recruit, which obviously he cannot and he needs to be, he needs to bring in somebody that can, an assistant coach that can recruit. Mm. And I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening now. Man, man, I I feel the uh, the sentiments, JJ. Thank you so much for for giving us a ring. And yeah, man, you know you're always always welcome, and everybody's always welcome to uh to join in the show. Once again, nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Zay, I tried, man, but I I can't do it. So I'm gonna give the uh, the phone duties over to you. I think I popped my elbow uh, just by trying to press in something <laughs> over here. But um, but man, um, that's another caller who's who's mentioned um recruiting under Golding and what areas obviously we know three-point shooting but aside from that a consistent three-point shooter what areas do you think um Golding would need to attack when it comes to the offseason to improve this team I mean they need a dominant big man right Kevin Kalu we've seen for the past three years we see we see the potential right but he's never been able to put it together he's never been able to to just you know be all out dominant he's had three years of this and it just feels like he's not developing the way he should now I do hope that you know he can turn that corner later on in the season but right now as it looks UTEP just doesn't have that dominant big man right it doesn't have to be extremely yeah. dominant right we saw Zarek Onyem at times last year he looked very well he looked very good right because late in the shot clock they just give it to him and he uses his big it's size a good cleanup guy yeah, yeah he, his aggressiveness at the rim and that really did get UTEP some buckets last year and that's what they're missing 
missing as well mm. as you know three point yeah, shooter you, score. Those um those momentum plays, those get hype yeah. plays, they they get one every now and then. Um, but when they do, something usually happens on the other end, right? Like today, I, I think it was the um, and I, I typed it in here in my notes. There was a a steal. Terrell did it rather. He he um, he denied the inbound and got the transition bucket, but was unable to capitalize at the free throw line there. Now uh, on a, on another note, which we'll get to in a bit, Terrell played outstanding. He I did. think he he, he had so many spurts where he showed that. Um, you know, if people who are asking, hey, they need an alpha or somebody to have the ball more, that could be a guy to look at, but definitely deserving of more minutes. Um, but yeah, Zay, when it comes to um, to big plays for the Miners, just being unable to capitalize on the other end. We mentioned the Calu dunk earlier with the technicals. So, man, that, that lack of ability to, to sustain any type of momentum or, or generate a flow has really hurt them. It really has, especially when they go down in games and you're mm. now down 10 points, 12 points, and you need to put together a run. They just are unable to do it. You know, they, they'll get a bucket on one end and then they'll allow a bucket on the other, right? They, mm. they can't put two and two together. Yeah, it's definitely um, not a positive there. We'll, we'll, we'll poke at some more. We'll, we'll definitely reel out some more stats and, um, you know, exciting plays whatever the case is it is a rivalry game so things got a bit chippy that was fun to uh, I would say fun to see I didn't watch it I was here producing and um, I don't have that channel anymore guys I'm so sorry but followed all the action with John and um, just being able to hear it um, things got a bit you know a bit feisty which is what's expected here in the battle of I-10 but uh, yeah let's get back to the phone lines matter of fact we'll, we'll get uh, let me see here let me load up my phone I think it was Mike from Austin we'll get you on here in just a bit, but uh, let's reel out some of these uh, tweets that came in at 600 ESPN El Paso as we have a line ringing in and looking at what's going on on the Twitter sphere, if you want to put it that way. Uh, let me backtrack this a bit. And uh, this from Tristan Pence. One, there is no excuse for what happened tonight. NMSU is a team in the middle of a total rebuild. Golding is in his third season and inherited a program on the rise. Honestly, the Utah basketball team has talent but is being coached by a staff of PE teachers. Um, and then the second point that Tristan Pence brings up, a second of three, we'll get to the third one in a bit. UTEP has players like Solomon who are in positions where they can't succeed. Talented players like Jones who are sitting on the bench while a player like Heb is being moved to the starting lineup. This is all examples of bad coaching. And a third point from Tristan Pence, Joe Golding, unfortunately, is the only person who can turn this season around. Should this season continue to spiral downward, he needs to resign. Looks like we lost Mike from uh, from Austin. Let's see if we can get him back on the lines here. Um, but it looks like we do have Lance on line one. Yeah, let's bring on Lance and let's see if we can also get um, get Mike from Austin back on. Um, what's going on? You're in on Minor Talk. Good evening, gentlemen. How you doing tonight? Oh man, we're we're doing good. You know, it's a new year. Um, but uh, basketball aside, man, this one was uh, was a bit painful. I mean, you know, in a rivalry game, you know, anything can happen. You know, of course, you know, you throw the records out the window when yeah, it comes to these course. type of games. But you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've noticed in this regime in the two-plus years that it's been going on, it comes down to fundamentals, man. Uh, you know, not being able to, to hit free throws. Uh, there's been quite a few games in this stretch where free throws have been the difference. And if you're not hitting your free throws, you know, you're going to be getting – 
more losses than you're going to be getting wins. Yeah, and and we saw that earlier in the year. And then we saw, you know, a stretch where they were respectable from the line. But um, if the game is going to come down to, you know, three or four plays that are crucial, you need those free throws, especially when the ball's not um, not being moved around how it should be. I think there were obviously there were a lot of turnovers, but uh, despite the good defense from NMSU at times, I thought a lot of uh, a good number of those turnovers were were unforced, and and I think that's um, as you mentioned the fundamentals, just that lack of discipline to take care of the ball. Absolutely, you know, unforced turnovers uh, those are killers, and then. You know, a lot of these games also where the minors, you know, they fall behind and they get down to, you know, 8 to 12 mm-hmm. points. And, you know, they're down the majority of the game. They're having, you know, they, they do what they can to chip away, chip away, and exerting all that energy. So when it comes down to, to crunch time like we saw tonight, mm-hmm. they run out of gas. Yeah, and no, exactly. That's exactly because we know that they're going to go 110 miles per hour. Um, you know, at times throughout the game, it's just sometimes it's a bit too um, a bit too late. But when, when it comes to this Miners and Aggie series, as you mentioned, um, you know, it's a rivalry game. Kind of throw things out the window because um, that's what a rivalry is. It, it's just you against me, me versus you, whatever the case is. But for that second game of this um, of this one and one in conference USA, what chance do you give the Miners at home against the Aggies? I would like to say that that they would get a, a hard fought win, but you know, just looking at the way everything has gone this season, and if you take into account the, these two plus years of this regime, I don't have supreme confidence that they would be able to to get a win at home on this one. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's been um, it's been a while since they were able to, um, you know, to. I, I don't want to say uh, go one and one against the Aggies, but um, you know, not be um, worse than one and one or, or better than one and one. You know what I'm trying to say? Where where they, where they sweep the Aggies? So um, it, it's been a while since they've been competitive against them. The Aggies definitely have the edge over the last uh, decade or so. But um, no, we we appreciate you giving us a ring in. And uh, Zay, he, he brought up a good point there um, when it comes to just the fundamentals of the game and something we've seen a good number of the season. Yeah, UTEP is second in the nation in getting to the line, right? They're second in attempts, but they're in the 240s in free throw percentage. They're shooting 68% coming into this game. So that's, oh man. that's that's the issue, right? Because if you can't you can't hit the three, well then, hey, they're getting to the basket, they're getting fouled, but they're not yeah. converting. They're not converting. And, and they were in the bonus, I think, like five or, or six minutes into the second half and were unable to uh, to capitalize on that. But, uh, no, we, we do appreciate it. Lance, thank you so much for getting in. Looks like we got Mike from Austin back in on the lines. Of course, the number 915-505-6009. Mike from Austin, man. We always appreciate you giving us a ring. Uh, give us the lowdown on this one, man. No worries, gentlemen, and happy new year. <laughs> happy new year. Uh, I'm still not throwing the plug yet. Uh, you know, I think mm. we're seeing some better things. Um, so I'm going to take a different role. Uh, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was going to mention that I happened to see that on the broadcast that uh, that we're you know second in the in division all of division one of getting to the line, which means we're getting into the paint and we're we're putting it up. But if we can't finish it off, then 
you know, we're, we're kind of just hurting ourselves. The other thing is, is I think that we're putting a lot of pressure on ourselves that when we get down and, you know, we're going to go into those little dry spurts like every team does. But when we're down and we go into a dry spurt, then we're putting pressure on our outside shooting, which we clearly don't have any pure uh, outside shooters where we were supposed to with Heb, but he's yet to be revealed as far as whether he can he can do it or not. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing out that maybe there needs to be a little bit more concentration on getting into the paint, converting, um, drawing the fouls, you know, taking it late into the game, and maybe that'll put a little less pressure on our shooters on the outside if we're not always feeling like we're playing from behind and not just – you know, five or six points from behind, but like 10 to 12 points from behind. Then I feel that they're just, we were putting too much pressure on ourselves and we need to go back inside and see what we can do, get the other team in foul trouble. And and then let's let's see if that works. I don't know. I'm just um, kind of throwing yeah. stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks. <laughs> no, no, I definitely feel the uh, the sentiments, but, you know, more of a, of a positive outlook for sure, Mike, because we – we know the phrase, right? Glass half empty, glass half full. I think that was kind of a glass half full take. But noticing, hey, X, Y, Z is not working. Try the next thing. And um, no, definitely, definitely feel that. And um, we, we asked this too, uh, to Lance, but I wanted to ask you uh, two questions. Um, number one, how do you think they'll hold up against Chicago State? And then number two, when they, when they take on the Aggies back in the Haskins Center, uh, will the improvement be there, and will it be enough to uh, defeat New Mexico State on their home court? So first, Chicago State, um, I think that uh, it's a good opportunity for us to uh, have a quick turnaround and uh, you know, uh, potentially put a W on the board, which I think would be um, kind of positive just you know, mentally, emotionally. And then as far as the uh, – the uh, turnaround with um, New Mexico State, if, if they're going to have the same troubles, I think, that, that we encounter. It's a rivalry game, and I, I'd still give us the edge going into that game. But I think it'll be just like this one until the end there. I think it's going to be a hard fought for mm. for both teams. But I, I, I do kind of give us the edge because we are playing on our home court, and we know how that goes with that rivalry. No, definitely, definitely feel that. Thank you so much for calling in, Mike. You you don't have to. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. <laughs> we appreciate you. No, no worries, gentlemen. Talk to you next time. Have a good one. Have a good one. That's Mike in Austin, always, us, always uh, giving us uh, some good insight on uh, what his thoughts are on the game. But um, as we move along, let's uh, let's go to Twitter, and then looks like we have Milkman on the line as well. Um, yeah, let's let's read off what's going on here. And man, there, there's so many to get to. And this from Steve, I, I think I want to want to bring it up. I, I just popped in 600 ESPN El Paso on the uh, on the Twitter sphere, and um, about an hour ago. Um, in response, because I do want to provide context, it's not like it's just coming out of nowhere. Steve posted an article about six hours ago um, on the 600 ESPN El Paso website. This is how UTEP basketball can save their season. And then um, a response by Leandro Valenzuela says, nope, this is ridiculous. All this, And this was an hour ago. All this team does is shoot threes and they can't make most of them. Along with free throws, this is not even a good Aggie team. Something has to change. And then in response, uh, Steve mentions that um, this is 
one of the worst Aggies teams um, he's seen in a long time, which I do agree with because they're a perennial conference power. I don't know if they'll be that this year. But with that being said, Zay, this being one of the worst Aggie teams um, that a lot of people have seen in a while, according to Steve, and the Miners having trouble against a team that's trying to find their identity as well. Yeah, it's it's disappointing, right? Because UTEP hasn't won in Las Cruces since 2010, right? And and you have an opportunity. You had an opportunity to do it last year when you know we know all that happened last year with Greg Heyer and that yeah. MSU team, right? And you lose by 25. You allow 95 points in uh, in that second game of this rivalry series. And now you start off conference play 0 and 1, losing to you know. They're not a good team. I'm not going to say that, right? They're they're a a team that's definitely learning. You know, NMSU, you're watching. They won, yeah. Yeah, I feel it. They're learning. They're learning how to play together. And this is a team that UTEP should have beaten, right? Because UTEP has that experience. They have. They played together last year. They should have that chemistry. And they just don't. They don't have it. Yeah, no, definitely feel that. Um, Really enough, a couple more tweets of Milkman. We're going to get you right up, I promise. Um, This from... Uh, from Pinky mentions same story, same result on the road. Very, very disappointing. Hashtag minor talk. This from Manny David at 600 ESPN El Paso. So he tweets us, but his is at Garcia underscore 25. Disappointing loss. Yes. Bad first half, better second half. I'm not quitting on this team like everyone else has. I still believe they'll come around. Definitely not calling for Golding's job in just his all caps third season okay yeah there we go um yeah definitely not calling for golding's job in just his third season hashtag go miners hashtag minor talk it's funny i'm always on the uh, on the other side of that so i never know what it's like here but uh yeah what we're gonna do here we're gonna pause 10 seconds for station identification that we'll be right back you're listening to minor talk brought to you by the oscar adieta agency And we're back on Minor Talk. Uh, let's go ahead and get back to the lines right here. Zay Milkman, he's in on line two. Milkman, Happy New Year. It's good to hear from you. Happy New Year. How's it going, y'all? Everything's uh, everything's good, man. Can't complain. Um, you know, sports-wise, we, we're fans, too. So if we're going to complain, I guess it's that. But uh, Milkman, Miners fall to the Aggies by 10. Man, I, so... I mean, the last, I guess, what, month and a half, we've been saying, you know, uh, not time to hit the panic button. Uh, we'll wait till conference, you know, play starts. I got to tell you, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing hope. I don't, I don't think they're like, I, I don't know how you can win a game when you cannot throw it in the ocean from, mm. you know, from outside. I mean, they're, they had, they have, they they can obviously they can put it in the basket when they're in the paint you know but that's about it and you know and I I love working it in but I mean if they're not going to work it in and they're they're getting all these shots from they're getting a ton of outside yeah. shots but there's a reason because they're they don't have to be guarded because you know the other team knows they're not going to hit I, they're daring like, them yeah. I'm almost I gotta say I'm almost uh, amazed how there can be this many guys on a college basketball team that cannot shoot the basketball i like i mm. I'm, I'm kind of blown away by it like um like uh, like almost like how do you do that um 
I don't think it's, you know, I know other people have been talking about, you know, uh, uh, it being Golding's fault. Other than the fact that he didn't recruit any shooters, I'm not sure how you can coach when, you know, I don't know how you can coach a win when you absolutely cannot put the ball in the basket. Like, I, I just, I don't, yeah. I don't know how you could do that. And, and, um, and it's a game of runs, too. And we, we got to see New Mexico State go on a run, a big run. But when the Miners tried to uh, to get their momentum going and, and their consistency flowing, they just, uh, they were not able to against the Aggies. And you said it best with, um, with the open shots being missed. They had a good number of them that were open. But I think... One, them not being efficient from shooting is, is that's number one. That's that's definitely hurting them the most. But um in a game like this, it also hits hard when you have to hit those shots. It's not and, and you know, free throw line right. they could have been better, but you got to hit mm-hmm. big shots in big games. So I, I think it was more than just uh, you know, a lack of focus at the um at the free throw line. I think it was kinda like the perfect storm, but everything was, was kind of fighting with each other, like, hey, miss free throws, hey, miss three pointers, which one's worse? And then, you know, hey, turnovers jumping in the party. It's it's oh, really, yeah. really difficult to um to get something going in a game where you you got to be locked in. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm a true, I'm a true minor fan. So I, I it's not that I'm giving up, but I just, mm-hmm. I just don't see it. I don't see, you know, I don't see them pulling a, a good season out of the way they play, but I, you know, I'll be there. I'll be watching them. I'll be going to as many home games as I can, but um, I will say this, it certainly makes recruiting easier because he knows, he knows what he's got to <laughs> recruit. He's got to recruit some guys that can actually shoot, you know? So I, you know, I, I don't, I, 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 other than that, I, I just, you know, I'm really hoping they can turn it around, but I, I don't see it. Yeah, no, we, we do appreciate it, Milkman. Um, yeah, you know the number. Always give us a ring. Uh, but Zay, our man, Milkman, and thank you so much for the call as well. Um, Milkman, making some good points there. Um, what are your biggest takeaways um, from from Milkman, um, you know, mentioning not making shots? I know I asked this earlier, but um, in adi- let me let me rephrase that. In addition to not making shots, what would you say is also hampering them this year? Yeah, something that that I've seen, you know, especially down the stretch of these last couple of games, is that that chemistry that they had offensively, it's starting to wear off. You know, in the beginning of the yeah. season, we were seeing a lot of cuts, back cuts to the rim, nice passes. It was just crisp, it was clean, and you know, even though they couldn't shoot, they were getting to the rim, they were getting good looks. You know, especially today, I saw, you know, whenever, you know, a, a player's cutting to the basket, there's like miscommunications between yeah. the, the ball handler and the guy cutting. And it, the chemistry that was there, you know, the, the thing that made this team fun, it, it doesn't feel like it's there anymore. Those, that, those trust type yeah. of, of plays, yeah. It's starting to feel like this team doesn't trust each other the way it should be. And that's really alarming to me because if you don't have trust in your teammates, especially offensively, how are you going to win basketball games when you can't shoot the basketball, right? So, yeah. You know, they're, they're getting to that territory where I'm like, um, you know? Yeah, and it, I think um, ball movement is one of the things. And, you know, we, we mentioned it earlier, forced or unforced, there were a lot of turnovers for the minors. Um, and another part, when it comes to kind of that, that trust um, basketball, so to speak, um, which is number two, you mentioned it. We're, we're not seeing some of those same plays, some of those um, – 
passes that you could make unless you're absolutely positive and certain that someone's going to be there. seems like there's a bit of hesitation as well. So um, that, that ball movement's really, really hampering them. Um, but where they've regressed as well, and this, I guess this is my main number two, is the lack of, um, of fast break points or, or the, the inability to, to capitalize on them successfully has, has also hampered. So when you can't score and you can't shoot the ball, you're able to get open looks at the cup, but not cashing in on those is going to hurt. And we saw it when, um, you know, really when Terrell went for that fast break. And he played amazing, by the way. Um, but not being able to build that momentum because of your inability to capitalize on those fast break opportunities. Yeah, you know, the lack of fast break points, you know, points off turnovers, that's something that we saw early in the season with this UTEP team that they made them, you know, drop 100 points. Hey, you know, non-Division one teams, maybe that doesn't count, but they still dropped 100. 120 something right that you got to be having some you got to be playing some good basketball to do that so they they just haven't been able to put together you know those turnovers you know good defensive possessions they turn them into quick fast break points we have not seen that from this team yeah and it's uh it's crazy because I do think that the effort was better in this game I thought the sense of urgency was there just weren't able to capitalize it. Um, but what we got to do, we, we have to pay some bills, guys. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in about three minutes or so. And then um, some of the talking points I want to hit on, Zay, uh, we haven't even mentioned this at all, but um, one of the biggest ones was Zid Powell not scoring a field goal, you know, getting his points from the free throw line. And that not coming until under 10 minutes left in the second half, that's something we got to bring up. Um, isolation basketball, which – as is crazy as it sounds, they were able to excel in certain parts of the game, but um, relying on that instead of open looks when you move the ball is concerning. Um, I do want to talk about Kalu um, kind of in full. We'll, we'll go to the rebounds and the free throw shooting. Um, we'll talk Terrell, but also um, two things I want to bring up. I want to talk the shooting form of Corey Camper. I think it's nice, but uh, another one is going to be Eliza Jones and, and only getting two minutes. So we'll touch on all that. Send us your tweets at 600 ESPN El Paso. Let us know anything you want to bring up. You can always give us a call as well. 915-505-6009. You're listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency on 600 ESPN El Paso. And welcome back into Minor Talk. It's brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. We uh, we have Zay in the building as well, running the boards, doing a great job as always. Um, no Adrian brought us tonight um, some well, well-deserved R&R and uh, no Alberto tonight as well um the man's a workaholic we told him get out of here uh we we want you to be safe uh no in all seriousness he is amazing uh but yeah those two guys um definitely getting some well-deserved rest uh mentioned it here you're listening to minor talk on 600 espn el paso and it's brought to you by the oscar arieta agency uh the number to call in 915-505-6009 we'll hand out some awards later we'll hand out the hot hand of the game presented by wind supply el paso and then we'll bring to you the player of the game and uh, it's presented by timothy cantrell timothy cantrell if you are
are in need of a realtor in El Paso, look no further than Timothy Cantrell. Check out listing and information on his social media at Timothy Cantrell and the hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso. Check them out at windsupplyelpaso.com. So a lot of uh, a lot of points to um, take away from the game, Zay, but there were five that I kind of wanted to um, um, to ask about and get your insight on. Um, I mentioned it near the end of the segment. I, I may be leaving one out, so let me know if I am. And um, in no particular order, it might be different than the order I mentioned it. Um, but one of them, uh, the, one of the first ones I wanted to bring up, I should say, was um, Zid Powell. Um, you know, no field goals tonight and a really quiet night from Powell. Um, only two points. And it wasn't like, um, you know, like a one for nine, uh, you know, 0 for eight type of game. It was an 0 for three game from from Zid and um, relatively quiet tonight. Finishes with a minus five on the plus minus on his only 26 minutes. Gets four fouls and he, he pitches in another area. I don't want to um, discredit that. Three assists and four rebounds. And uh, offensive rebounds tonight and what was a really quiet night on um, the offensive glass for the Miners. But 0 for 3 um, tonight from Pauze. And I, I think if the Miners are going to have a chance at success, Powell's one of the guys who has to get going on offense to um, to present that, that fearless a- a identity when it comes to just being a dog with the ball. Yeah, you know, and I've talked about this, right? You know, Zid Powell uh, and Tay Hardy, right? UTEP relies on them mm-hmm. a lot, right? If, if either of them have a bad game, chances are UTEP is not going to win. You know, we saw in that Wyoming win, that big-time Sumble Invitational Championship, Zid and Tay, they went off. They had great yeah. games. UTEP won that game in Se- against Seattle. I mean, neither of those guys were able to get into a rhythm, and they lost. And we saw that again today, right? Tay, mm-hmm. he had a solid game, but Zid was he was nowhere to be found. And that's that's not good because this is a guy that, you know, Utah bought in thinking this is going to be the guy that we were missing last year. He's the one who's going to get mm-hmm. us a bucket late in the shot clock. He's the one that we're going to turn to when we need, you know, we need a bucket late in the game. And he just hasn't been that so far, which is very disappointing. Yeah, I, I think – when it comes to guys with the basketball, I think he's the most fearless guy. Um, you know, I, but tonight, I just don't think we saw that from him. Only three shots from Powell. I think that's the the concerning part for me. Is I think he has to put up more shots to uh, to be effective. And he took relatively good care of the ball in what was a a very bad night when it comes to a uh, ball security. Only only one turnover. But yeah, you definitely want to see more from. Um, from one of your punches in that one-two punch. So I agree there. And we'll, we'll kind of stick with that trend as well. I, I want to talk to you uh, and get your thoughts on um, Elijah Jones. He only gets, uh, let me see here, only two minutes tonight. And uh, ba- um, Heb right here when it comes to it. Baylor Heb, um, no points. A, a donut from him, a 0 for 3 night in 13 minutes of play. Uh, when it comes to Jones, a um, two minutes tonight, but he is um, he has a minus seven. So in two minutes, you're a minus seven on the plus minus. Um, do you think the inability to I don't want to say defend on his end because he's one of five, but the inability to um, to assist the defense tonight? Do you think that was a big reason for only getting two minutes? 
It could be. It definitely could be because there's got to be a reason that, you know, a guy who's a two-time freshman player of the week for, for UTEP who had great games in the earlier season, and he's just a freshman, he's not getting the minutes that, you know, I say he deserves, right? Especially okay. when John Dos Anjos, he's out. He's not playing. You're you're lacking front court depth, and you're not playing a guy who could, you know, maybe get you a couple buckets here and there. And I understand that maybe he, he doesn't understand the, the UTEP defensive philosophy all that well yet. That could be a reason he's not getting the minutes but only two minutes I mean especially mm. when you don't have that front court depth you know we're only seeing Kevin Kalu and Calvin Solomon really those are the only two bigs to get real playing time today and and I don't I don't know how that that would work yeah no I, I understand completely I, I do think um, when it comes to Jones, the, the potential's there. There's no discredit in that. I think everybody knows. And he could get hot when it comes to it, but just haven't seen that uh, from him in the in the opportunities that he's been given. So um, that's on, on Eliza Jones. That's the thoughts that we had. Uh, now, Baylor Hebb getting the starting role, but only, um, only putting up three shots and being scoreless tonight, three fouls, one board, and two turnovers, um... It wasn't even a quiet night. I think it was loud, but it wasn't a good loud for the miners. And the highest on the plus minus um, on the negative side, or lowest, however you want to look at that, a, a minus 13 in 13 minutes. Zay, what's going on here when it comes to the production with, um, or what do you think is going on with the production of, uh, of Baylor Hebb? Yeah, I want to start off by saying this, right? I think Baylor Hebb, he definitely has a lot of potential on this team. But, you know, at least at this time, what has he done in his limited playing time, you know, ever since becoming eligible? You know, what has he done that warrants a starting spot, right? When it, when it comes to mixing it up versus a guy like David Terrell, you know, who, who provides more defensively. He's more athletic. And, hey, maybe he can't, you know, space the floor as well. Maybe he's not a great shooter. But, hey, I mean, he hit a three tonight. He was one of one, I think. Baylor Hebb, yeah. he did not hit a single shot. He didn't, you know, at times it just felt like, he he was just there, right? He wasn't he wasn't providing anything for this UTEP team, and it's just you know I was I was kind of baffled that he got the starting spot over a guy like Corey Camper or a guy like David Terrell, yeah. And you know he didn't do much with it. You know what? I I have no idea what's what's going on. We we know that the form is there. Um, a lot of people have mentioned in practice this guy <laughs> this guy's sniping it like he's yeah. he's reliable when it comes to it but uh you definitely want to see some some production from from Meb for a couple of reasons i think one people were really excited when he got eligible cuz they saw the um the potential there um but also too um that's another body that the that the miners can have out there and i, I think when it comes to to Heb, Golding sees that potential and is trying to to unlock it. You know, um, I think it's there. It's just not. It's like you're picking at the iceberg, but it's just not cracking yet. It's. I I hope it cracks soon. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I don't think he has him out there just because. Um, So definitely something to look forward to there, uh, which leads into the next one. Um, you, You mentioned two of these guys. One will start out with David Terrell. Um, this guy, incredible night by Terrell. Three for three, uh, a perfect 100 from the floor. Um, but he was, let's see here, uh, 0 for 2 from the uh, from the free throw line. So if there's anything, I guess that's the worst part of the game. But he does get two boards, has an assist. Only one foul on, on 
a defense that I think was very active um, and, and played with urgency at times. Only turned it over once, but he also gets a steal as well. But my favorite stat, Zay, three when it comes to the plus minus, and I know people may say that's not that that great, but he's the only one in positive territory for a plus minus. So we talked about the starting lineup. Terrell, that potential, do you think at some point we'll see Terrell overhead um, in the future? Yeah, in the I starting do. lineup, I should say. Yeah, I definitely do. You know, especially if UTEP, you know, keeps trending the way they are, which is down, right? You know, you got to give your freshmen a shot. And, you mm-hmm. know, David Terrell, he has had his moments in the season, you know, where he struggled a bit. He has, right? But for the most part, he, he fits Joe Golding's system, especially defensively. I mean, he's such a fun player to watch defensively. He's a great on-ball defender. He forces a lot of havoc. You know, he, he, he does a lot of, you know... I don't know what the word for it, but, you know, just watching him defensively, he causes a lot of turnovers. and Wreaking havoc, yeah, yeah. wreaking havoc, and it's so fun to watch. He fits, you know, this Joe Golding, you know, system, and um, you just hope he, he continues to shine in the opportunities that he gets. Yeah, no, definitely agree there, and, um, man, that, that potential looks looks fun, which, which leads me to my next point on um, – I don't want to say on Terrell specifically, but he's part of that equation. Um, we saw Corey Camper out there tonight and um, going two for five from the floor, one for three from beyond the arc, um, gets a bo- uh, two boards, uh, one of each, offense and defense. Only one foul um, on an active defense tonight, one turnover, but he gets a block and he also gets three steals. So two things on Camper, but one, because we were talking about Terrell, um, at at times, do you think switching from a, from a Powell and Hardy duo when it comes to the starters, if you want to put it that way, um, going over to kind of like that, that young duo in Camper and Terrell, do you think that would be a good change of pace, um, you know, to see something consistently? Or do you kind of like where it's at right now? Yeah, I definitely think, you know, maybe maybe – Zid Powell and Tay Hardy, instead of them being on the floor at the same time, you maybe you could put uh, Zid Powell and Corey Camper, right? Okay. Offset Powell's, you know, struggles from three-point land with Corey Camper, who, like you said, he has nice form. Eventually, those hopefully will start to fall. And then on the other hand, you got Tay Hardy and David Terrell on the floor together. Maybe those two could work out. You know, you got to try something. And I think, you know, offset with you know guys with offsetting play styles, they can they can work together on the floor for yeah. the UTEP offense. Instead of struggled, and Zay, you must be a mind reader, man, because that was the next point on Terrell. Um, Steve Yellen mentioned this uh, on the broadcast that out of everybody on the um, on the team, when it comes to a, to Camper, I should say, that form of Camper is is probably the best on the team, according to Steve Yellen. Now, I'm asking because I have not seen it. I, I haven't seen the games on TV as much as uh, as everybody else has because I'm here in the studio and I listen to it. But um, thoughts on the Camper you know form and is it the best on the team it's it's close it's close mm, i think wow. it's it's the most pure it's just so smooth he gets up there he has a, a you know a long reach long uh long arms and it just looks clean it just looks clean mm, and you know man. you could definitely see you know when he was at tyler junior college he was such a good three-point shooter so you're starting to hope that'll transition into division one basketball and he'll start hitting those open threes that utep desperately needs him to hit yeah, no, I, man, I, 
I want to see it. I, I gotta get a get a stream. So if if anybody could kind of you know shoot me some of those logins, that'd be great. And then I'll I'll be a judge on it. But no, I, I wanted to bring it up because we we talk about the lack of three point shooting or consistent three point shooting um, and effective three point shooting that the miners have. Um, you know that being kind of a detriment to the team, but um, at some point something's got to crack. And with with shooters like Hab, and you know, you know, rumored to be a Camper with that form, I mean, maybe down the road there's some positive, some positivity, some light at the end of the tunnel. So wanted to bring that up. And um, let's see here. Oh yeah, number five here. Kevin Callu, the performance, it was kind of like a like a double-edged sword, right? I, I think he was a force on the boards tonight. I think he was what they needed in terms of um, aggression at times. But then, you know, the other side of that sword, because the sword goes forward and it might come back, uh, when it's coming back, the glaring one is the missed free throws. I, I think that's something we've we've kind of talked about a lot. But at this point, when it comes to a Callu, uh, we know he has to be better at the line, but he's regressed since um, in that area each year since he's uh, since he's been a freshman. So I think that's something you shouldn't expect and and totally put on on Kalu. Yes, it would help, but there's a lot <laughs> a lot that they can improve on uh, when it comes to a, being a better basketball team. But with with Kevin Kalu, um, that aggression, uh, I liked it, but. On the other end was that technical that um, that kind of I don't want to say put the game out of reach because I think it was the drought that put it out of reach, but um, definitely didn't help out. Yeah, and I think you know Kevin Kalu watching him today, it was day and night. Right in the first half, I felt like he struggled a lot. I felt like you know at times maybe not being in the starting lineup may have thrown him off a little bit. UTEP went small today, and you know he just he didn't look as aggressive as he did in the second half and you know I'll say that technical I don't think it was warranted but the way that the refs were you know calling that game they called a a similar technical on New Mexico State early on yeah right where it's kind of like just let them have fun right they didn't really give let them do that a lot yeah it was a three total technicals or something yeah so it was it was kind of you know disappointing to see them call that technical but you know it, it did you know, slow down a lot of the momentum UTEP had. They were going on a run. That was a big-time put-back dunk. And you yeah. just want to see more of that aggressiveness out of him. You want to see him be more comfortable out there. Sometimes he kind of looks, you know, just out of sorts at times. I, I think with um, with Calu and, and the technicals, Goldie mentioned that this was the third technical he's received um, similar to that. But I do agree with you. Um, you know, said he really didn't do much to the referee, kind of just stared at the guy. But the referee was going to call it in a game like that. And it's also number three on you, um, you know, since uh, since you've been at UTEP. So just a couple of things to uh, to bring up. But no, that that aggression and that that force. I liked it, man. Definitely something they needed. They, they had to play big at times. And Kalu definitely rose to the occasion. And um, in that regard, and yes, we know that the free throw shooting has to improve it was two for four from the line tonight so it's not like he he shot them out of the game it would have helped out momentum wise but in uh, in 23 minutes getting seven boards to lead the minors and kind of lead um uh you know tie for most rebounds even looking on the other end former minor Casey Iziagu with seven boards um Kalu um able to uh, to play big enough uh for the minors tonight so yeah five points that we we wanted to uh, bring up and have fun with um I gotta check my phone here there we go i had the the do not disturb on 
terrible while I'm on air because I have to use it. But um, we'll go back to the lines here. Patrick, he's on line one. Patrick, what's going on? You're on Minor Talk. Hey, not much, guys. All I can say is, well, I got two things to say. I, I, I don't want this to to start falling apart, man. <laughs> man, you know, I, I, I don't, and. And what, what my my concern is is, and I, and I thought about this before with Joe Golding, you know, is he he appears to be a big time system coach. His system, he co- it's he has the one way it's his system, and. If it's if it's going great and every and everybody's bought in, it's pretty dang good because you know you go back he he did beat Texas in the NCAA's. Yeah, okay? yeah, exactly. So, Mike, here's here's my my concern is does he have the pieces to play his frenetic defensive pace? For for UTEP to be successful, and at some point in time, if if you don't have them, can you uh, what 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 is that? Can you make adjustments? Can can you make those adjustments? Like you have sometimes you have to be honest with yourself, and, and you know is this is my system going the way I want it to, okay, well, maybe only about 80% of it. So do we need to make some adjustments here to give us a chance to be successful? And, I, and I've and thought about this before, and and honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I just know, like, when when you play that type of ball and, and, and you know, that, that type of defense, your main deal is to get points, uh, fast break points off of turnovers. That's kind of your your main deal, and another then kind of your secondary deal is to you you get points off of free throws, which that's the big elephant in the room. We we're not good at that, but yeah. And then so and then so after that, it, when, when you're playing half court offense, basically you got to have three things, at least one of the three things. You got to have great. You, you got to have great post play, or you got to have people that can slash and penetrate. Yeah. Or you got to have shooters. You have to have at least one of those things to 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 be able to be successful on offense. And I'm I'm just I have these questions about you know kind of what's going on, and 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 I and I want us to win. I I don't I don't want you know this thing to just fall apart, but you know I. I, I just hope that he's given it full thought. And I do wonder because he, he even said on the post game interview, he said that we have to trust the process. So basically, to me, what he's saying is we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to die on that hill. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, that's what he's saying. I'm going to die on that hill. We're, I was hired to do this, and that's what we are going to do. And, you know, maybe it, there might be a couple of adjustments that could be made that 
can make it be the difference. And, you know, you guys were kind of talking about that. You know, you mess them with the lineup and whatever, what have you. But those, that's what I wanted to say, and I'll just yeah. leave it with you, okay? And, and y'all have a great evening, and be safe, okay? Patrick, thank you so much. You're always welcome in, and uh, Happy New Year, by the way. We, we appreciate you giving us a ring. Uh, that's Patrick calling in. Um, you know, you mentioned the... Um, are the pieces there for the team or, or what adjustments can be made? And I, I feel like we have this conversation after after every loss, right? Like, hey, is it the system? Um, we talk about the lack of production in the half court. I think that's glaring. But if there's no improvement on it, what adjustments need to be done? We we know that one thing that'll help out, and he mentioned it as well, is the fast break points. But not even being able to, to capitalize so, – more times than not, I should say, uh, not being able to capitalize. Um, also happening, where do you go when the little things that you can do to get you back in the game or, or extend a lead um, fall short on your end? Yeah, you know, talking about adjustments, right? And when I look at this UTEP basketball team and the way it's built, it's kind of hard to make adjustments when this team is built to run exactly what they're doing. It's built to force turnovers, get points in transition, get to the rim. And, you know, when they're unable to do that, and you kind of got to make an adjustment, you know, what adjustments are you going to make? They can't shoot the basketball. You know, they have trouble, you know, spacing. They have trouble doing a lot of things offensively, which we've seen. What adjustments are there to make? And that's that's where I'm stumped. And that's why I'm not a college basketball coach, right? That's why Joe Golding is there. And that's why, you know, hopefully he does make those adjustments. But at least for me, I don't know what kind of adjustments there are for this UTEP team to make. You know what? It's hard to to disagree when we talk about the other areas that they can improve and they haven't you know shown progress in that area. If the athleticism, which I think is is better this year than it has been in previous years under Golding, um, if the athleticism is there, what else is there to do other than trust the process as as Coach Golding mentioned? So. Uh, I don't think that he's not exercising his best options. I think he's he's putting guys out there that he believes give him the best chance to win. Um, it's just a lot of little things not going their way, kind of snowball into one that hits them in the face uh, later on in the game. So, um, man, definitely tough, tough to deal with because I feel like we've had this conversation uh, just about um, every game. But... It's game one of Conference USA. It's a long season. Who knows what happens? So uh, let, let's get back to Twitter. We have some tweets from Joe Chacon, and I promise we're not ignoring you. I wanted to read them, but uh, we, we got some calls and, and whatnot. So Joe Chacon, this is your time, and then we'll also read some from uh, from UTEP Minero. Uh, but first up, this one from Chris uh, on Twitter. It's going to be a long season. Hashtag get ready. Uh, going over to Joe Chacon. After watching this one, you can't blame Coach Joe Golding. He was literally saying that the same thing as me um, when undisciplined plays were happening. He's frustrated like we are because we and him know this team can be better. Hit your freebies. Part two, grab the boards, work it inside, and take the shot. This isn't the Titanic. And uh, the third one, we are still fighting. 
Let's get back to basics and get a streak going. Also, Joe Chacon uh, feeling some, um, you know, some some positives there and seeing that things can be better. So uh, props to Joe Chacon always sending us tweets. We love you, man. Happy New Year, by the way. And um, I'd be remiss if I did not mention the hashtags and just looking at it four eight. It's about. 11 or 12 hashtags <laughs> let's do it hashtag si se puede hashtag picks up hashtag minor stong <laughs> he forgot the r but it's okay because you are cool joe chacon uh hashtag repping from colorado now uh brock is my og zane is in training sal is my pal go get your ink already <laughs> bro i have one i'll dm you right now hashtag cowboys por vida yes i'm throwing a shout out to them boys Man, what a game on Saturday. Zay, I don't I don't know if you saw it or not, but um a good game, drama at the end, but um I think one that was that was good for people who um have um this thrill for getting anxiety. I was going to say who have anxiety. That's bad. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. But no, people who who like drama basically. I I was like is this the NFL or is this uh Young and the Restless or whatever. <laughs> but man, what a game. Uh, and I'm talking about the Cowboys and and uh, Lions, not the Miners and and uh Seattle. <laughs> Yeah, um what a game, what a game indeed. Um I, I was I was thinking of you on that last call. I was thinking Bro, of you. I was thinking I even of you know, in man. the studio. I was wondering what uh your reaction might have been, <laughs> you know. I could I could imagine in my head a little bit, honestly. What what do you think I did? I just I, I think you, you kinda did a little a not fun dance, you know, kinda just <laughs> a not like like a UTEP dance. When you're watching UTEP play sometimes, Bro. you're just like oh, you know? So what happened was uh, I was in here um, it, or over there in your studio and I'm in where I am. The TV is in where I am now. So it's in the other studio if you're listening. And it's it's kind of a ways and I don't have my glasses on. So I'm just like I'm looking for the white jerseys move. And if they put their hands up, I know it's good. Like I, I know what I'm seeing, um, but I didn't. Anyway, they they drive. Matter of fact. I really started paying attention on the second to last drive, the one where Goff threw the pick, and I'm thinking, okay, this one's not over yet. I know McCarthy's going to do something, and the Lions are going to get the ball back. I need to play the lottery because I was right there, but I don't win the lottery because much much like the rest of America, they might play it, uh, but they didn't get it. So they also got that right. So that's my, my lottery fund there, and... They get the ball back, and I'm like, they have a chance to drive it. They got to go to uh, Laporta. They got to go to St. Brown. Those those guys have been been killing it. Dope. And sure enough, St. Brown gets a touchdown. I'm like, yes, Gold, uh, Golding. Um, Campbell <laughs> might go for two. And uh, he goes for it. And I'm I'm nervous at this point. I'm like, oh, I just I, I just got to see those hands go up. Those hands go up, and I don't even know who catches it. I thought it was Laporta. That's how far away I was. Um, and I'm like, let's go. They're in there. Hell yeah. Then I go back to my laptop. I'm like, yeah, there we go. Twenty one to twenty. It's all good. But I need to refresh my browser. So I refreshed uh, the ESPN tabs that I have open, and it says. 20 to 19 Cowboys are, are up still and I'm like huh that's strange maybe maybe I hit the back button instead of refresh I click refresh and nothing so I'm like is the Wi-Fi bad <laughs> <laughs> trying to reason and then I I look at the TV and then next thing I know their hands go from up to the side and I'm 
man, I, I don't even know what happened. And there was another flag. And I'm thinking, Campbell, just go for just go for the PAT and go in overtime. CD might cook you. That's if they win the toss. You have a chance to win the toss. They can't step Laporta or St. Brown either. Um, but, no, he went for it. And the, the theory is he wanted to play for the win no matter where, where he was at. And, uh one, I think when you have the momentum, it's okay. Um, and there's three points. Two, it's not a do-or-die game, so might as well go for it. Uh, but then number three, you have one of the top offensive coordinators drawing up something for you, and you put your faith in that. However, on the other side, the Cowboys had other plans, and um, they get the stop there. So a lot of uh, a lot of emotions, man. My Apple Watch heart rate was was the highest <laughs> it's been. I think I want to say all year um, in 2023. You know, it, it was a crazy game. It was a crazy game, and. You know, I couldn't even react well enough because I was just like, what did I just watch? You know, that UTEP-Seattle game, it just, it kind of, it, it stumped me. It ruined <laughs> my, my viewing experience for that game, honestly. Did the Cowboys win or the way they won, did it did it cure the pain on the Seattle loss? Or were you shocked with the Cowboys win and, and not really knowing how to feel? You know, it didn't, it didn't cure the pain. The pain was just, it was there no matter what. You know, mm. it was there no matter what. You bleed what. blue. Yeah. And orange. Blue and orange, man. Bleed blue and orange. <laughs> there right you now, go. You know, bleeding a lot. <laughs> All good, Zay. Man, a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff to uh to unpack with these NFL scenarios and um Cowboys have a chance for that two seed. They are the two seed right now, so basically win and you got the two seed. But uh that race between the let's see, I don't have it in front of me. I was looking at it earlier. It's the um the Packers, the Seahawks potentially the um, the Vikings, but there's two South teams who have a chance for, um, I think two of them have a chance for the division and two have a chance for the um, for the wild card, but that AFC is looking nice as well. But um, this is about UTEP, guys. I'm sorry. I got to get back to it. UTEP does lose New Mexico State 63-53. to We got some awards to hand out. Last game, Zay, it was really hard to hand out these awards uh, considering the performance. And although the loss tonight uh, was on the road and it was against New Mexico State, they did not look good, um, you know, at times. And, and they did at times. Uh, needless to say, it was a lot easier tonight to hand out some awards so let me bring up um these here we'll, we'll get this ready for the awards we have the hot hand of the game presented by wind supply el paso visit windsupplyelpaso.com and then we have player of the game presented by timothy cantrell and uh, you can check out listening and information on his social media at timothy cantrell realtor uh number one we'll go with hot hand of the game and um for this one zay I want to leave it up to you, and then I'll get the uh, the player of the game. But considering that they got some buckets they needed in the second half and in a couple of series, who do you go with for hot hand of the game? Yeah, for hot hand, I'd go with David Terrell Jr. The freshman, okay. he just provided a spark at times when UTEP was – they were lingering on that, you know – could they, this could get ugly. You know, this could get ugly range. And he provided a spark defensively. He had some tough buckets, you know, that transition and one, you know, the contested three, just yeah. to name, you know, some of them. I think I thought he had a great game. Seven points, two rebounds, one assist, but that really does not do him justice for the impact he had on the floor 
today for the Miners. Yeah, uh, the impact he had, the only one in, in positive territory, uh, territory when it comes to plus minus. Uh, David Terrell is your hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso. Visit windsupplyelpaso.com. And uh, let me correct myself, David Terrell Jr. I, I do apologize. I got to get that right. <laughs> it's on there for a reason. Uh, David Terrell Jr., the hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso. Visit windsupplyelpaso.com. And uh, the next one here, player of the game presented by Timothy Cantrell. And um, I I don't think we really got to look any further um, than number two, Tay Hardy. He gets 21 points, led all players in scoring, um, you know, six for 17 total, but three for 10 from beyond the arc. Did put it up a lot, um, but a guy who plays two minutes shy of basically the full game. He also was perfect from the charity stripe, six for six, three boards, two assists, uh, does have three fouls and a, uh, a team high and game high, but he's also tied um, when it comes to this. Uh, no, let me look at that. Uh, second highest, I should say, total, but highest for the minors, uh, that being turnovers, four turnovers. Um, easy Yaku, five turnovers when it comes to New Mexico State. But nonetheless, I say all that to tell you that Tay Hardy is the player of the game, presented by Timothy Cantrell. If you are in need of a realtor in El Paso, look no further than Timothy Cantrell. Check out listing and information on his social media at Timothy Cantrell Jr. Tay Hardy, your player of the game presented by Timothy Cantrell. Um, I don't think we could really go anywhere other than Tay Hardy. Yeah, I think he, um, you know, at times he did struggle, but, you know, he's Tay Hardy. He hit some tough mid-range buckets. He got to the line and he converted on his opportunity, as you said, you know, 6-6 six of six at the at the, at the the free throw line. So, you know, he just had a, a good game. He, he, he scored buckets when UTEP needed buckets. And, you know, all in all, you just got to hope that he can be a little more efficient. But uh, you can't ask for, you know, you know, much more than 21, what is that, 21 points he said? 21, yeah. You know, a game-high 21 points. Just a solid game from Tay Hardy in a in a tough game all around for the Miners. Yeah, I think um, there was iso ball at time from Tay Hardy, but it was much needed. They needed to get a rhythm going, and if if you're forcing passes or not able to, uh, to get them over because the defense is there, Sometimes you just got to, you know, take control. And I think he did that at times. Unfortunately, it, it did not lead to a win. But um, you got to see some um, some highlights from Tay Hardy. So uh, that is the player of the game presented by Timothy Cantrell. Once again, if you are in need of a realtor in El Paso, look no further than Timothy Cantrell. Uh, check out listing and information on his social media at Timothy Cantrell Realtor. And um, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Uh, we'll do a quick um, a quick preview on Chicago State before we uh, bid farewell to you all for the night. Um, Chicago State coming up next for the Miners. That is on Sunday. Um, that's going to be probably midway through the fourth quarter when the Lions are giving the Vikings that Charlie Clark Nissan <laughs> Nana Pow Pow. That's what I'm excited about. But um, no, man, uh, Sunday, and it has been um, has been moved up to 1 o'clock. I think it was 2 o'clock earlier. So I want to remind you all, your tickets might say 2 o'clock, but the game is 1 o'clock Sunday, January 7th. Um, looking at Chicago State, Zay, I, I mentioned this earlier. I know for sure, at the very least, they are on a four-game losing streak. I'm going to bring up their schedule here. 
Um, And let's see here. Chicago State. Uh, Oh, my gosh. That is bad. Here (laughs) we go. Um, Yeah. Four game losing streak by Chicago State. Or is it five? Well, five. Yeah, five. Go ahead. Chicago State. I mean, being a Division One independent in college basketball, it's probably the toughest thing you're going to ever have to encounter, right? You don't have a conference. Uh, they've already played 21 games. 21 games, and it's barely the start of New Year's. Whoa. So, yeah, they're a battle-tested squad. They upset Northwestern. You know, they're perennially one of the worst teams in college basketball. For, so seven wins for this program is huge. They, they have momentum, even though they're on a five-game uh, losing streak, which is crazy to say. But, you know, they upset a ranked team in their own city. Mm. You know, they went on a four-game winning streak after that. So this is a team that, you know, if UTEP is sleeping, just like they were against Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, this one can get this one can can get down to the wire and anything can happen. Anything you know, can happen. You know what? I'm, I'm looking at it, Zay, and it looks like they, they get up for their games. Um, you mentioned the, the upset against Northwestern. Um, obviously, that's a big one to, to bring up, but looking at a couple of other games, they, they dropped one to K-State. Um, just the other day, I think this was, they played back-to-back games. This is crazy. January 2nd against K-State, and then January 3rd in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. So back-to-back games against um, Big 12 teams. Um, but that's not my point. 62-55 to against K-State um, basically the other day. So coming up on Sunday, this will be their third game in a week. That's insane. Oh man, you you're right. I take everything I said back. It's not going to be not going to be as easy as people thought, huh? Yeah, it's they're a team that, you know, they're definitely not scared of anything. They're not scared to to go into a big time division 1 program and and compete. And they're going to do that. They're going to do that. They're not going to This is not a give me game for UTEP, especially the way the Miners have been playing. If they're not careful, this could be another upset at home. And, you know, UTEP on paper is better, right? I'm not going to say that Chicago State is this big time world beating team right they're, they're 7 and 14 for a reason but you know UTEP is going to have to be on their A game and not overlook this Chicago State team yeah no you're, you're right gonna be um gonna be a game where I think both teams are in similar boats as far as trying to um trying to prove to themselves who they are and and there's dog in them it's just are they going to bring it out or are they going to get it beat out of them that night and both teams have the ability to do both I, I think that's the uh, the interesting part but should be a fun one definitely a good chance for the miners to get back on track uh want to go back to twitter really quickly this from joe chacon <laughs> um this show always makes wins or losses so much better sal i owe you when i get back in the town but we can make it double or nothing for the playoffs let me know what it is man i don't remember what we bet but if it's food i i got you and zay um pro tip always bet food that way even if you lose you get to eat food um so you're, you're good there and i think we got to close it up in a bit anyway uh but he continues to tweet i'm not done yet there he says double or nothing for the playoffs zay i got your first drink at 21 or minor tat <laughs> at 18 now just transfer to franklin and i'll adopt you hashtag fhs hashtag real pride of the west side zay are you gonna get inked up or what inked up hey hey i don't know i don't know anything could happen <laughs> Oh man, gotta love, uh, gotta love Joe Charcon. But uh, yeah, we we also got some more um, tweets. No, I think we're we're good there on the tweets. Um, 
yeah, I, I think that's pretty good uh, from what we have here. So that's that's going to wrap it up, Zay. I think we're good. Not much more to, uh, to explain on. Um, yeah, this has been Minor Talk. Presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Want to let you know the hot hand of the game. David Terrell Jr. Presented by Wind Supply El Paso. Visit windsupplyelpaso.com. And the player of the game. Presented by Timothy Cantrell. Player of the game. None other than guard Tay Hardy. If you are in need of a realtor, look no further than Timothy Cantrell. Check out listing and information on his social media at Timothy Cantrell Realtor. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to put a bow on this one here on Minor Talk where UTEP loses on the road to New Mexico State 63-53. Miners back at it again this Sunday at the Haskins Center. They'll be taking on Chicago State. And, um, yeah, next time we talk to you, we'll have Adrian Broadus back in the building as well. But want to let you know, we do appreciate you all for calling in. And you've been listening to Minor Talk here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. UTEP loses to New Mexico State in the Pan Am Center 63-53. to